2: That's chumbacasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. PTW void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
1: Start spreading the new 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 new. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. New York, I love you. I love New York. What's going on, people? Welcome to another episode of the Off the Ball podcast. With me, your host Chris LeBron, and we got a great show for you today. We're going to dive into the—I almost said New Jersey. I can't do it; I don't want to disrespect them. The Brooklyn Nets. will dive into everything. We'll talk about a little about you know how the end of the season. We'll go. We'll get into their off-season plans. You know, see how the draft went and all that, and what direction should the franchise go with? Obviously, KD Kyrie not there, but. I got a great guest with me today. I got my guy Peter from the Only Nets fan. You you know a Brooklyn Nets podcast. Pete, what's going on, my guy?
3: Nothing much getting ready. Free agency's about to start. A lot of shit going down. It's the wild, wild west over here, and I'm ready. I'm ready to get this started.
1: Yes, yes. Like I said, happy to have you on. We're gonna talk Brooklyn. Let's get into all that good stuff. But let's first let's get into it. The the season, how the season ended obviously didn't go the way you expected. And obviously the whole season was kind of just a crazy, just a bunch of craziness. Obviously we saw what happened with, you know, Katie and Kyrie, you know, being traded. I'm sure that was a surreal moment, but then, you know, uh, getting Mikel, you know, and Cam Johnson from them. And, and then obviously, you know, losing to the Philadelphia 76ers. So just give me how, how you feel and, and kind of how, you know, Nets Nation f- felt after, the trade finally happened, and then you knew, like, all right, you know, uh, it's over. You know, uh, you know, uh, Katie, Kyrie era is, a, is officially over. Just tell me how you felt about that.
3: I'm going to even wind it a little bit more back than that. I'm going to take it to just looking at the season as a whole, all the stuff that happened before that, you know, Durant's foot on the line. Then all of a sudden you think it's going to be the year. It's not. This team feels like they're cursed. Then mm-hmm. all of a sudden Kyrie – you know, he says, Oh, this is my city, As that big dunk against the Spurs? And then I think it's like a month later, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just looking at my phone and I cannot believe this shit. This guy asked for a trade out of Brooklyn. The guy from New Jersey, the Nets fan, mm-hmm. you know, it, it hurts, man. It hurts. So Kyrie's traded. It's like, whatever. We still got KD. News comes out. The Nets are not going to trade KD. Then randomly, I think maybe. Two or three nights later, I'm scrolling. Maybe it's like 2, 3 a.m., and I'm listening to a Netspace Spaces on Twitter. Everyone's talking, you know, and then all of a sudden, yelling, pandemonium. I'm like, what happened? I hear about the trade. I, I couldn't sleep. I could not sleep for maybe two days after that. And, uh, you know, it feels exactly how you think it might feel. It's heartbreaking. It sucks. And, you know, that's the door getting slammed in your face.
1: hmm Did you when, – when Kyrie got traded, did you automatically sense that, all right, this is – the next domino is KD's gone?
3: No. I don't think really everyone had, had – had I'm not sure if everyone had that feeling or not. I know the Nets front office definitely did not. They got Spencer Dinwiddie and Doreen Finney-Smith to kind of plug into the roster. Okay, we don't got Kyrie no more, but Spencer Dinwiddie's a guy that we know. He could fit in perfectly perfectly with this team. Dorian Finney-Smith, perfect guy to put in the corners to hit the three with KD mm-hmm. driving. Like, this was, you know, I was excited. I was ready. I was re- I'm like, you know what? We still have a chance with this team. And up until then, it felt like there was a very good chance that everything was going to work out. They mm-hmm. were, I think, first in three-point shooting, Maybe like third in defense, and then everything changes. We get Bridges coming in, Cam Johnson coming in, and it's definitely a different feel for the team. They can't score. Defense is looking very nice. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But we go late into games. Spencer Dinwiddie's all of a sudden taking the last shots. And uh, you know, I love Dinwiddie, <coughs> but uh, it's not. This wasn't the right, the right play.
1: Yeah. No, and it obviously it 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 was the end of an end of an era you know it uh definitely it, it didn't it didn't it didn't obviously lead to a lot of success as far as winning championships and all that but and i'm a Knicks fan just to for, for perspective I still feel like that was the right move to do I know hindsight's always 2020 20, and people are like oh they made a mistake and it was like no I think they a lot of things that a lot of things that we couldn't control that in these last four years, you know, the pandemic is obviously being the biggest thing. We couldn't control that. So, you know, I I still give them credit for, you know, building the way they did because you guys were at a point where it looked like, man, you I don't know who would want this job. And then, you know, you get D'Angelo Russell and, you know, it started off, you know, you struggled, and then you you pushed your way and you made it to the playoffs, right? I think you played Philly and you even won a game, you know. So yeah. – so and then that led you to be able to get KD and Kyrie. And, and you know, I think that still was the move. And then maybe going for Harden was a little excessive, you know, maybe a little excessive and all whoa, that. Whoa, whoa. You
3: think that would – you really think so. If you have Kyrie Irving, KD on your team, you haven't sniffed a championship since 2002, 2003 – you don't say, you know what, this is the last guy. This guy's MVP. He was still having – keep in mind, remember when he joined the team, he was getting the MVP chance. Oh, in no, life. I know. I know. You know, he was, he was like – was it like almost 20 and 10 or something like that? Mm-hmm. And thought, you know, something similar to that? Uh, man, I, I don't know. I still think that was the move also. Was it risky? Absolutely. But you know what? It almost worked.
1: It almost worked. He worked. Still, he worked. Almost, right? It, it almost worked. And worked. I'm just on the basis of I don't think you need a big three to win a championship. I felt like if you had Kyrie and Katie, you add the right pieces, I think you could. You were a championship team that way. Um, but you're really where well, you're right because Harden did hold it down before he got hurt. I mean, he was playing like he, you know, he like Harden plays as usual. But I just felt like you, you didn't have to go to, but they did it anyway, and you know. His injury, then there's a like I said, there was a lot of things that prescribed that transpired that why you know, um, the big three didn't work and all that. And like I said, the covid thing, and we don't have to get into that, but you know, it's I still believe I still think you guys did make the right with going after KD and Kyrie. But Kyrie gets traded, then it's followed by KD, and now you bring in Mikel. And Mikel, when we when you get Mikel. We all seen him in, in with Phoenix, and he was kind of that third option, you know, and all that. Um, and we didn't really see his full bag, right? You know, average it. And then, you know, he was averaging like 17, 18, you know, prior to the trade and all that. And then he comes to Brooklyn, and he becomes a different player. He's averaging, what, 26, 26 27 points a game, efficient, 48% from the field, 37 from three. And now we're like, and now I'm sure you guys are like, hold up yeah, we lost KD, but we might have just gotten a player that had unlocked potential, you know? So what were your thoughts when you got Mikel originally and then as you saw him play, you know, the rest of the season into the playoffs, what what are your thoughts now on him?
3: Oh, man, it's tough. It's, you know, you're still kind of in shock because you never really expect to get a Hall of Fame player or two. Or three and then lose all of them within two years so anyone you get back you're kind of looking at them like damn man we really this is it this, this is how we're going down mm-hmm. and uh bridges played very well sometimes you look at it and i was looking at it I'm like is this guy just putting up more points because he's getting more shots yeah because he's the number one option now like let's face it booker was getting those shots in phoenix he wasn't going to get those shots but uh, I think that fans are pretty happy with Bridges. It's kind of like a little bit of a bromance and love affair right now. Mm-hmm. He's definitely going to be the guy moving forward. I feel confident in, in him. I think Netfans fans feel very confident in him. But I feel like he's sort of a 1B. A Do You know what I mean when I say that?
1: No, I'm with you. I'm with you. I feel like he could be, you know, if he's your second best player on a team, I feel really good. I think I feel really good. Now, the question is, is, do you go after that one, that number one guy after just going through what just, you know, just happened with you guys? You with you had three number one guys, <laughs> you know, and now, like you said, in a matter of two years, they're no longer with the team. So do you go that route again and pair Bridges up with another guy, you know, and form your your, your next, you know, Batman and Robin? Or do you say, hey, let's rock with, with Mikael Bridges and just build – a really good team because you know that that's another route you can go so you know there there's a there's a options and all that you know so you know and, and like and like what you you brought up with Mikel like I I think there's there, there definitely could be you know some skepticism with him as far as is he as good as the numbers say because if I if I put you on any and and for instance like we have Julius Rand around the Knicks kind of a similar you know is he truly a number one no but when he when he got on the court, he put up some really good numbers and all that. So it's it's now it's up to you and it's up to the organization to feel okay. Is he a number one guy that we can build people, you know, build a team around, or do we need to go find that that next guy? But but also you guys are in a unique position because you just went through, you guys went through a, through a tough. Like I said, just had three number ones and they're not even on the team anymore. So do we go? Do we run it? Will we do we try that again? Or do we try to build? That's going to be the uh, a big thing for, for the Brooklyn Nets as all to try to figure out.
3: Yeah, Sean Marks uh, has this saying or like this word he likes to use that the Nets are very fluid, right? Mm-hmm. They kind of scant like he'll – he doesn't mind waiting. He doesn't mind waiting and figuring out if there's going to be someone coming around. And let's face it, every year there is someone that we thought was not going to be on the market who just randomly joins the market, and maybe that's the guy, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know what he's going to do next. I'm not sure where the team is going. I thought for sure with these draft picks that they were going to trade them, maybe move up or something. Then they take two 18 year olds and a senior, which is, you know, not definitely wasn't part of the game plan, at least, you know, what I thought going into the day. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, it's a very interesting situation with this team. You have Cam Johnson, who is he going to be, you know, like a one B also it's, There's a, there's a lot. They kind of, they're in the middle, right? They're like 27, 28. So it's like the window is starting like to open up if they're going to win with these guys. But, uh, how far can it actually open if you don't add someone else?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And before we get into some of those names and all that, let's, let's go through the first part of this off season and it's the draft. The draft just passed and all that. And and you guys had back-to-back first round picks and a second round pick, um, so you wound up taking Dariq Whitehead, who from Duke, I'm a Duke fan. I love this game and all that. Didn't feel like we got to see his whole game because he was dealing with injuries and then didn't, didn't even get to work out this offseason because of that that second foot surgery. Um, Noah Clowney, the big man from from Alabama, you know, a lot of upside. You know, I know the shooting numbers can probably, you know, scare some people, but I feel like there's a lot of shooting upside with him and, and some defensive versatility. So you know, taking an upside pick and then taking Jalen Wilson out of out of Kansas, he's a bucket. You know, he, he's just a straight. I'm I, I'm just going to score. You know, he can score at all all three levels and all that. So, how did you feel about the picks? Like you said before, like maybe there was some rumors. Maybe they trade up. Maybe they trade those picks to get someone. Maybe a vet to bring in and all that. You know. So, how did you feel about the Nets picks um, uh, after this draft? I'm not the,
3: I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not the biggest. College basketball fan. My old mm-hmm. school, I used to I went to St. Francis College. The Division I program just recently closed down. So I'm not, a, yeah, not yeah, that's biggest, sad. yeah, man. I'm not the biggest, you know, college basketball fan, but I did do my homework on these guys after the draft. Uh County's very interesting to me. Well, I think he's 18 years old. I Young. think he is the youngest net ever drafted. So that's something to really keep in mind. Uh, he was All freshman. And I, he was fourth in rebounding in the SEC as an 18-year-old. I thought that was pretty impressive. Fourth in mm-hmm. defensive rating, uh, but this guy's a project, right? Yeah, this guy's a project. So I, I don't know if it takes three years to, to grow in. It took Clax three years to you know to start getting his footing correct. So uh, you know that, that's it. On no, no, Clowney. I think that fans love Whitehead. I think you know they fell in love with the potential. And really, how could you not? Yeah, the guy but, was, what, a top, top five pick going into the year before all that? I, I had
1: people, a lot of draft people that I respect, had them as the behind Scoot and Wemby that Whitehead was the third guy. Really? Yeah.
3: Really. So, obviously, he was recovering this year, didn't get his best ball at Duke. But uh, I think it's worth the flyer. I definitely think it's worth the flyer. Everyone thinks that the Nets have picks – but really, if you actually check it out, and that's only you have three picks in the next three years, two first-rounders and one second. So I, the strategy of maybe getting these guys because they're not going to be able to pick them later, and especially if you're going to have to trade your picks. So I, I, I thought very interesting picks with the first two guys that they could grow with. And Jalen Wilson, the guy's a winner. He won last year. He won the tournament last year. Big, uh, was it? Big ten, uh, big sorry, Big Ten. They used to be Big Ten, Big Twelve Player of the Year. Yep. Put up two, I thought very impressive. Twenty points and seven rebounds. He's six five. I just, I, I, like that. I, I kind of like that. He has that dog in him. I think. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna get minutes. I really do. Like ten to fifteen minutes. that starter minutes. I got clear.
1: Yeah. No, no. I, I, I like what the Nets did this draft. You know, I definitely think they, they got. You know, they took a guy with upside that could really pan out and could potentially be something really special down the line. He took someone in derek Yeah, he might not play right away, but even if he does play, maybe let's say around an all-star break or something like that, if you know, to ease him in, he's a knockdown shooter. And if everything else can come along, you, you might get yourself an all-star player in the 20s. Like I think their talent is there, you know, but automatically you're going to get the shooting. And Jalen Wilson is someone that can be a nice piece off the bench you know, nice scoring, you know, scoring piece off the bench. So I think the Nets did solid with this draft and really hit on some guys with some upside and, you know, potentially, you know, to help them out this year on the on the on the big team. So, you know, I, th- I think they really did well. And I think that helps their future. Like I said, I think I have a lot of picks that are tied to like the Rockets and all that, especially with the James Harden stuff. So, you know, to be able to maximize your picks this year and get qual- good quality players. I think the Nets did really good, well, uh, really well this year with you know uh, who they selected. You know, uh, I gave them I think a solid B for sure, a B plus around that. I think they did really well. I think, and I think most people that I talked to, most you know, most draft you know sites and all that have have given them around a B, B plus. I think a solid. They were solid. They picked solid players that are going to help them out, and uh, you know, so I really like what they did in the draft. So I think uh,
3: I got to I got to ask you did Did you like Clowney?
1: Clowney, yeah, I think I had him in the, uh, I think he was in my 20 to 20, 25 to 30 range and all that. Like I said, uh, he is is raw and all that, uh, but I I do think, and, and everything's always predicated on where they go. You know, maybe if he had gone to the Rockets or Detroit and, you know, a team that's, you know, has a bunch of young guys, maybe he gets lost in the shuffle, but going to Brooklyn where, you know, they, you guys have shown to develop guys in the past and all that and you know, he's going to be around a good set of guys that are going to help him learn and all that, and there's no rush for him to play right away. Uh, you know, I think uh, I think Clowney is going to be good. And Whitehead, I had Whitehead top 15, 17, you know, on my board. So to get him there, um, even Jalen Wilson I had higher than he went. 50, 51, I had him top 40, 45, I think. So Ooh. to get players higher than they expected to me, I think the Nets did really well and all that and, and could get three players Hard to get three players that could potentially contribute and all that. Um, you know, and I think you guys might have got that. So I think very, very good draft, very good draft, I think, from from Brooklyn and all that. And that's the first phase of, of the offseason. And now, like where we're at now, we're a few days away, Pete. We're four days away, right? We're, we're, we're talking on a Tuesday. This is gonna drop on a Wednesday. So a couple days away from from free agency starting at, on uh, on Friday, Friday afternoon, six o'clock. What's the state? What's the state of Brooklyn? What what direction? What direction do you want the team to go? Let's let's do this. What direction do you want to see the team going? What direction are you getting? You know, you're getting you know uh, feelers about what you know Nets Nation you know where they want this team to go, and and you know uh, so just give me a couple you know what's the feel and all that and you know should they go the star route? Should they continue to build with this team? Talk to me, bro
3: gonna. this is, this is a lot of people are going to be very mad at me when I say this right now. Uh, there's pure panic right now, I'd say, in that's Twitter. A lot of, I don't want to say not like low IQ type trades, but like everyone's panicking. We have to, you know, it's, you know, uh, we just had KD on the team and all the stars, you know, like Blake Griffin, he joined us midseason. And now, you know, we could still do that. We could still get a guy you know, who deserves more money, but he'll take the, you know, like the, the Vets minimum to come with us. It's like, no bro. It's not, it's not like that anymore. So this is a different, this is a different team. Mm-hmm. People are going after different people. They're checking out Atlanta, checking out Murray, obviously all the Dame talk that I'm tired. I'm tired of hearing about Dame Lillard. I'm tired. I, I, of it.
1: I think we all are, bro. We think we sick of it.
3: I'm tired. I think, I think he's going to be on a new team by the weekend, but that's another story. Uh, it's, it's just a lot of chaos and a lot of different ideas which I can't can't shit on you know what I mean like people are gonna speak their truth speak what they feel is best and uh sometimes it doesn't make sense sometimes oh, doesn't tr- I'm a
1: Knicks fan bro I've seen I'm seeing a whole bunch of trades, and I'm like that don't make any sense and all that but you know you you, you, you like you said you respect it that you just you know you could laugh at it or you just be like well, maybe they, they're onto to something
3: About a week ago, I said that this week was going to be the wild, wild west. All of a sudden, Chris Paul trade happens. Beal trade happens. Mm -hmm. The new CBA is going to completely change the landscape, I think. I I really, really do. I really, really do. And after we see the dust kind of settle, I think we'll have an idea of uh, where our teams are going to be going.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, 100%. I think... You know, especially for like the Knicks you know they've kind of stayed you know they haven't you haven't heard anything from from the Knicks and all that as far as what they want to do and all that and I think for the same for you guys you haven't really heard direction like from from Brooklyn and all that and, that, and I think that could for some fans that's a good thing for some fans that's a bad thing that can incite panic because like you guys are you know people seeing that you're not doing anything. and all that, but I think we've seen in your cases with your team, they, they have made, you guys have made a lot of moves, you know, in the last few years. So like, you know, we can't just rush to make a move just to make a move. You know, we got to be patient. You know, we just got, we just, you guys just lost your, you know, Kevin Durant, Katie, you know, Kevin Durant, Kyrie, and Harden. You know, we got to, we got to be patient and all that. And as far as with the, my Knicks, a lot of people are like, what's going on? We didn't have a draft pick, you know, that, well, you know, we're going to do anything or we traded for, Paul George, or will for this, you know. Um, I also, I also look with you know, and to go back because this is this is about Brooklyn. I'll give you my thoughts on what you guys, what I would do. I would try to stay the course. I know the thing is to maybe you know. I know some people may like we talked before may not feel like Mikel is that guy, but in my opinion, I don't think the guy to To kind of be, you know, to take the the reins from him, is available. So why why force something, right? Why not let him? Let's see how he does with a full season. You know, you resign, and and you know, we'll talk about some free agents. But like, you know, you resign Cam Johnson. You know, you bring him back. You add some more pieces. Like you said, you got some nice rookies. Let's see it, and then maybe we make a move in mid season if we're playing good ball. Maybe we make a move to do that. I feel like you stayed a course, don't do nothing crazy drastic. Um, and then do it that way. That's just what I would do, you know. to see what Mikel could do, you know. Cause listen, you may not think mikel is the guy. Maybe you think you could get five first round, you know. You know, he may, I don't I don't even think it's a guarantee he's gonna be here long term. You may they may think that he's worth you know, we can get if he if he's 27 points a game again, Pete. They might and you let's say you guys are, are not a good team, let's say you guys are trash and you're gonna be in the lottery. You know, I don't know if you have your pick next year, so it might not even matter. You might have to play good. You might have to be a playoff team. but That's the idea. Mm-hmm. So, like, what if you guys aren't good? And maybe what if a team's like, yo, we want Mikael. We'll offer you the house. Let's say it's Rudy Gobert. So you, that's something you got to have to look at, you know, because you did lose a lot of picks. So, you know, uh, I, I would stay the course. I would stay re-sign Cam Johnson because he's still, you know, he, he he's another player that can – I think you can get to that 20-point-per-game level and all that, and that could be another piece, too. Like, you guys got a bunch of assets, potentially, and, and flip this quick, yeah. but... so
3: I, I, I got to give... I got to talk about something that I think a lot of people are kind of looking over. Mm-hmm. I think you got to think about this. What if I told you I could add uh, all NBA defense, maybe, like, second or third-team guy in there, uh, someone that could uh, defend... I don't know, like the is this guy could maybe put up like, I don't know, like eight assists a game, maybe like 10, 15 points, maybe like an all-star. Would that sound good to you on that team? Because that could be good. Ben Simmons.
1: You know, it's crazy. That, that was going to be my big next big thing is, is talking about Mr. Simmons. And since, hey, let's, let's bring him up because he's kind of the, the massive X factor because – we haven't seen him really play a lot of ball no so if you know and so what is it what is it with him do 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 you have faith that we can that you can see any resemblance of an all-star level player like we did in philly or do you are you on the, are you on the side that it's like hey man whatever happened in that atlanta series when he was with philly that has just messed him up for the rest of his basketball career and we're just going to get a shell of the Ben Simmons we've once seen that, well, like you said, wasn't to me should have won defensive play the year, two years back, a little NBA type of player. You know, we know what he could do with the ball in his hand and all that, as far as passing and all that, you know, so what's your, you know, let's get right into it to Mr. Simmons. Like what's your thoughts on Ben Simmons, you know, going into next season? Is he, is he going to be a contributor? Is he gonna be a starter? Is he going to be an all-star or is, are we going to talk about him, you know, uh, being on the bench for the whole season?
3: It's very interesting. The type of surgery that he gets, that he gets, that he got, it takes two years to recover. I read medical journals. I've covered it on my podcast. It takes two years to fully recover from this type of surgery. This guy was in pain playing last season, and I get it. They like Let's be honest, right? They rushed him back. The Nets rushed him back because they had KD and Kyrie. KD was trying to get out, and he's like, you know what? Ben is here, Kyrie here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick it out for maybe half a season, maybe the rest of the year, and we'll see what happens. And if it's not good, then then they could send, send me out. And he got rushed back. You saw the flashes of light. I think it was right before. Uh, man, I, I forgot. I think it was like the first West Coast trip for the Nets. He put up like a, I think like a 15 and eight game or 15 and 10 game. You saw, you saw the speed. And it's like, wow, this guy's getting it back together. Like he was five and five, then it was like eight and eight. And then you saw it, something there. We don't need him to take those shots. Katie's going to take those shots. Kyrie's going to take those shots, right? Mm-hmm. There was something there. But then I, I, I don't know what happened. I don't know if it was his back. I don't know if it was mental. Uh, overall, you have to give this guy one more chance because how would it look if the Nets wind up? pain to get rid of this guy what's his value now i say i'm gonna send him to the <laughs> mix i'll have to give you two first rounders at least to cover that max contract right 100%. so his value is what negative two first rounders i'm not gonna that. i'm not paying exactly. that i'm sorry I'm no not you're
1: right that. i wouldn't
3: so think about this he plays next year let's say he's shit he sucks next year he's making 40 million tough pill to swallow but it, it is an expiring contract and there is very good value in that.
1: Oh, yeah. A lot of value in that. Mm-hmm. A lot of value in Yeah. So I, I think
3: that that's the play. That's the play. You yeah.
1: I, I'm glad you hit on the back issue because obviously he took a lot of flack, right? To say the least. right? Oh, no, took, no, no.
3: He got killed. He got he murdered. Got,
1: he, got, he, got, he got murdered, right? By everybody in the mom. And then we, we saw him get the back surgery and all that. And then if you go into detail, like you said, the back, he had a pretty – that was a pretty severe back, you know, surgery he had. Like I said, oh man, I'm and- sorry to cut
3: you off. Can, can I get one more stat in here? Go. Uh, the the medical journal I looked at, I think it was, um, what was it? Sixty percent of the guys, or was it like eighty percent of the guys, got back to their numbers pre surgery after two years. The first year after the surgery, they saw their numbers cut down by I think like forty percent. Pretty dramatic.
1: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. No no that that's definitely a good points so, no, I think I mean, you, you know it's hard for people to like factor that in cuz all we remember is him is not him not making the layup against Atlanta and all that and that's kind of the last visual we have of Ben Simmons and or him on the bench, you know, in street clothes. You know, either either those are the last two images we see with Ben Simmons but I I you know if he's healthy and that's a big thing, we have to see if he's healthy. I think he could contribute I think I don't know if he's going to be all NBA Ben Simmons, but uh, he's obviously was lingered by that back injury that definitely that definitely took a lot out of him and you know we can make fun of him and all that, but that's a real thing and all that. Um, if he comes back and and is anything close to that, I mean defensively, you guys might be really you know uh, really really good, you know uh, really solid on the defensive end. Offense, we'll see, but you know that's that's going to be interesting to see what happens with Ben because. If you get anything from him, that's a that's a plus, you know. Especially if you saw, like you said, we saw some 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 moments last year. Where we were like, oh, is is he is he back? And then you know he he'll miss five games or he'll miss ten games, and it's like ah. Just where we got that little tease of Ben Simmons back, you know he's out for a stretch of period of time, and then and then you throw know, maybe he plays in the playoffs, and then he doesn't play, and it's just like, uh, when are we gonna see? Because I'm I'm on the. I hate seeing guys hurt. I'm not, I don't root even if they I don't care if they play for the Nets. I don't care if they play for the Celtics. Don't like guys seeing I like especially all-star caliber players because we've seen way too many great players get hurt. I just I want to see everyone play at their best ability and all that. And I root for him because I want to I know there's a he is a special talent. He really is. So I I hope he gets well. I hope he could contribute to any level, and then you know, because I know. He He's taking a beating in the, especially in the press, the last oh, two yeah. to three, last three years since the Atlanta series, he's taking a beating and all that. So I hope, I hope he, we can get any resemblance of Benson's back because that's just good for basketball just to see him back and all that, but we'll see what happened. That's going to be the most interesting thing. Cause if you get him and he's playing, you know, at a nice level, like I said, that, you know, there there can be room for you guys to, to do some, to do some stuff next year that, uh, Maybe people aren't expecting. So Ben Simmons, definitely going to be a massive X factor this season. So I agree. Yeah. Uh, like I said, hope, hope he gets well and all that. But are there any moves that you, you're, you're, that you want to see this team make, whether it's a small moves, you know, whether it's a big time move, give me some free agent targets. You got that you like, that you feel like can help the, this Nets team this season,
3: man. Uh, as far as moves, you know, as someone that's doing a Nets podcast, you always gotta play around with stuff, see how the new CBA is gonna work. Is this guy available? Which team drafted this guy? So now this guy's available. But uh, I, I got a couple names. Uh, I think the Nets need another point guard. I have a personal story that I uh, that my family met Spencer Dinwiddie, so mm-hmm. I'm a huge Spencer Dinwiddie guy. Uh, but the, the Nets might need another point guard at. at at least this roster at this time. I'd love to see what if a healthy Colin Sexton, I'd love to see him on this team. I wonder how that would look. Mm -hmm. I'd like like to see the Nets get rid of Joe Harris's contract. He's making 19 million. It's a lot, but he could still hit the three. So I don't know if that helps him, you know, get off. Do I have to give a draft pick? I I really don't want to give a draft pick to get rid of him. If they stretch him I think uh, it's only 6 million in the dead cap. So you're saving 13 million. They have to re-sign CJ Cam Johnson. I think you'll find this interesting. There's a lot of people in Nets Twitter that don't want to re-sign Cam Johnson. Which is wild to me. I I don't understand. You just traded the guy who's the second best player in the KD deal and then you're going to let him walk for nothing? Yeah, that's silly. That's wild. Silly. To me. That's wild. Cole Anthony might be another guy uh I'm one of the
1: Orlando I mean Cole Anthony or Suggs can definitely be cuz they just drafted Anthony Black so uh-huh. I definitely feel like Orlando is definitely going to try to sell one of those Cole Anthony New York you know you know dad played in New York so it, it kind of that would actually be a nice fit you know score he he's a you know I think he was he finished Somewhere in the top five in the sixth band of the year. So, like, that's a guy can come off the bench and be really a microwave because it seems like Patty Mills kind <laughs> of get a little long in the tooth and all that. So, I think that could be a good fit.
3: Sorry about that. My phone's, my phone's going off crazy. Can't stop. <laughs> right, let me get this in airplane mode. Yep. <clears throat> so, yeah, it's very interesting how this team could go forward. Uh, I think they need, a, they need a score. I think it, it would make the most sense. That's why the Dame picture seems to be the best like option because it is someone who can handle the ball. The Nets struggled if they didn't have Dinwiddie in the game. They didn't have another ball handler. Nets need another ball handler. So getting, you know uh, uh, like I said, a Colin Sexton that could score and have a ball handle, maybe put Dinwiddie on the bench, I think his best role is at six man because he cannot play off the ball at all. Mm-hmm. He needs the ball in his hand. He could drive and kick, and he could hit the three, and he's clutch. But he's not meant for this starting lineup. That starting lineup was meant uh, of uh, Dinwiddie, Clax, and Dorian Finney-Smith. That was meant for KD. These players that work well with KD, and it showed last year, right? So now, Marks had has to retool and kind of see like what what what's, what's going to go here, what's going to go there. They trade. Uh, what do you call they? They trade KD. We get the draft picks this year, two 18 year olds. They don't have another first rounder till uh, two years from now. Are you going to use one of those picks? Are you going to use one of the Phoenix picks? Like, I don't know. Then that's going to go a lot of different ways. But overall, I think if I have to make a deal, it's going to be for a point guard that could score. And I know that kind of sounds very general, and Mm -hmm. I'm not giving a lot, but uh, it's truly what this team needs. It really is.
1: Yeah. And you guys have. I think you have your your um your mid-level your biannual you know uh all that stuff so you guys can get some pieces that can help this team and all that you know the Joe Harris contract is you know uh, I don't know how, how do you know how many more years he has left that is he is one more year after this or this is it
3: it's funny you say that right it's it's over after this the Nets have 66 million coming off their books next after next year and then after that You have Ben Simmons forty million coming off. So Mm -hmm. in two years, you're knocking off possibly a hundred million off the roster. There's lots of options going on with this team. So I, I, you could see a totally new team besides Bridges, Cam Johnson, uh, you know, in the next what like two three years. It's crazy. I'm not sure what Joe Marks is going to do. He's a wait and see guy. So we're probably going to have to wait and see.
1: No, yeah, there's a lot. Uh, let me let me ask you about one young guy that you know I like um and show some flashes this season and maybe he could be that guy, you know, and whether they trust him, and that's uh it's Camp Thomas. I knew we, you were gonna say that. We saw we saw flashes of it, and, and even I had to put the TV on when I saw him play because he had what some monster, monster games and all that. But then, you know, and yes, I know his inefficiencies and all that, but the guy's he's a bucket getter. And then we saw you know, where he wasn't playing a lot. So what what's the what's the what's your view on Camp Thomas and, and what you want to see how the Nets use him going forward? And do you even think this is someone, you know, that he's gonna even be on this team going forward? Because it seems like they don't, you know, you know, he's one of those players that yeah, and we see this a lot in the league where we see players like they have their moments and they're just pure bucket getters and they're not really good at a lot of other things or they're inefficient scores, but you know they could put the ball in the bucket. Um, and they just, they go through these ups and downs in their careers. And it looks like Cam could go through that, you know? Um. So what, give me your thoughts on Cam Thomas and, 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 you know, his potential future in Brooklyn.
3: Uh, and that's beat writer said this quote. I'm going to paraphrase it. He shoots the same way, whether he's 19 out of 20 or, or uh, I'm trying to think, or was it like a one of 20 or something yeah, yeah. like that? But like it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's sad because he does have a lot of talent, but he has to kind of like focus on basketball IQ. He gets of offended if, if if you say that because you know he think he kind of I don't know I hate to say guys having a bad attitude, but he, he, you could see sometimes that he's not happy. They had that joke that um you know he was always miserable on the mm-hmm. sidelines and whatnot. Mm-hmm. It's it's sad because he does have a lot of talent. I think he could do very well. Below average defense, below average, uh, you know, providing the ball around. Uh he could put up 40 points any night, that's for sure. Uh I think his role would be scoring major points on a bad team. The game that he did put up those points, right? Those 40 points, they lost, I think they lost them all. Yeah. But I do have a I do have an interesting stat, stat for you when it comes, comes to to Cam Thomas. True. Sure. He goes uh what was it? Uh in the games that he had 19 minutes or less, I think he shot like 17. He shot 17% from three, 19 minutes or less. From 20 minutes and up, I think he shot like 40-something percent. It was like 47 or 48%. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. This guy, so we know that he needs the minutes to get into the game. He needs to get the feel in the game. Uh, so he kind of like, I don't know. I guess his role would be like a microwave guy. Except that you can't just plug him in. He kind of needs a little more time. He definitely has potential. I think he could kill it on on you know on Detroit. Imagine him on Detroit, just putting up 40 shots a night. Mm-hmm. He would light it up. Yep. But uh, I don't. I hate to say like is he a winning player? I hate saying that. But um, he has to improve his defense. He has to improve his, uh, his providing. Whatever you want to
1: go, ball handling. Yeah, playmaking is definitely something he needs to work on. Yeah, there's still a lot in his game he needs to work on and all that, but he definitely can score. And it was fun watching him in those, you know, on that little stretch he had last year, you know, uh, just absolutely killing it and all that. But before we go, give me give me a a a off-season move that you feel like the Nets are gonna make. Or give me a bold prediction. You know what? Scratch that. Give me a bold prediction about the Nets' offseason.
3: All prediction, man. Oh, my God. I'm going to say, uh, if I had to guess how I'm feeling right now, I would say that, that Damian Lillard might be a, a Brooklyn net by the end of the weekend. I'd say he might be a net by the end of the weekend. If it's going to get done, and I think it is, as far as he's going to be out of Portland within 36 hours. I hit you up. I told you that. The people I'm close with, I said that. Before the new CBA gets kicked in, he will be traded. That helps everybody around. That's why the Beal trade happened this week.
1: Okay, so you're saying that Dame Lillard is coming to Brooklyn. He might be.
3: I, I think there's a good chance that of should, it. Okay, okay.
1: All right. You know, there's definitely been rumors that Dame is going to be on the move in the next, like you said, 36 hours, maybe less than that, because that was a while ago. That was late. I think that was they said that yesterday. So it could be less, than that could happen. I, I feel like the team's interested would we'll probably be – brooklyn philly miami so and you know depending on what brooklyn wants to do they do have the asset you know the some the players that probably portland would probably prefer so we'll see what happens i I like that i like that prediction and all that we could be we could see is Dane lilly going to be a brooklynette definitely could happen and all that but a lot of things happening in brooklyn right now new york is buzzing with both teams you know kind of figuring out what they want to do but that's going to cap it off for another episode of the Off the Ball podcast. Pete, my guy, I appreciate you coming on, bro. Thank you, thank you, thank you.
3: You guys can check me out. I run the only Net fans you know. You know, I'm part of Off the Ball Network, the home team, of course. Of course. I do a, I do a Monday show with my guy, Spence. It's called Fireside Nets every Monday at 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can find me at, at Net You Know on Twitter. I do like live game tweeting, a lot of talk, and that's it. All that good stuff.
1: Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. So we'll make sure to put all that in the description, you know, for the show. Um, And if you're watching on YouTube, but you can follow me. The links are below. Off the Ball Pod on Twitter, Instagram. Follow us on Off the Ball Network on on uh, YouTube, where I think we're like 18 away from 400. Help us get there by subscribing, commenting, liking all that good stuff. You know how the YouTube algorithm works. So hit the like button and all that. Um, and we'll see what happens with the nets and all that. So, like I said, Chris LeBron, like I said, follow me below. You see all the ads and all that. That's Pete. Like I said, we're gonna do a lot more collaborations as the season goes, as the off-season goes around, and we figure out if and if Dame does go go to the Brooklyn, we're gonna go live right away. We're gonna, we're gonna talk and we're gonna talk about Dame. Being a, a member of the Brooklyn Nets if that happens. Pete says, "Going that's his bold prediction." We'll see what happens and all that. But on that note, that's Pete. I'm Chris. Make sure to follow me off the ball pod. Make sure to follow everybody at the Off the Ball Network. So be well, be safe, take care. Peace out.
0: Plus